Penn State Conversations is a podcast hosted by the Alumni Society Board's Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications. This monthly podcast will discuss key aspects of life in the professional world for young and upcoming communications alumni. Please enjoy this month's Penn State Conversation. Hello, everyone. This is Amy Camacho from the Penn State Belisario College of Communications Young Alumni Council. Thank you for tuning in to our latest conversation, Finding Time to Be Creative, How to Balance the Must-Dos with the Want-to-Dos. So my fellow con conversationalist today is James Rohan. James is a young grad from the Penn State Film Video Program who has already written and directed several of his own films while also freelancing in TV and film. He was actually the first person I thought to ask to be my guest today, and I'm really thrilled that he agreed. And I know he has a really busy schedule, so James, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Hi, Amy. No worries at all. It's actually been a long time since you and I talked one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's been a while. I have a lot to ask you, so <laughs> let's see if we can get into this. Yes, please. So I've always found that finding the balance between actually harnessing all the creativity that you have and paying the bills can be really difficult, whether you're a student or you're already out in the working world, and especially if you're trying to break into the TV and film industry and you're living in really expensive places like New York or LA, just to name a few. And you might find that there isn't enough time or that there just aren't enough funds to fully chase your dreams and also, you know, like eat every day. And James, I really don't know how well you eat, but somehow <laughs> you're able to continually create really stunning work that you clearly put a lot of time into and it's so brilliant. I actually just watched your latest film, Like New, which just got accepted into a few film festivals. Yes. So I'd love to hear more about the films that you've created and give us some titles and some of your log lines. Yeah. Um, so I, I had a, sh this is, I'm actually about to go into production on my third short film um, since graduating from Penn State. Uh, and I've kind of made it a yearly tradition. Um, I did one two years ago uh, that was called, oh gosh, what was it called? It was called Here Lies Us. Oh, yeah. Um, and that was about a fading relationship uh, between a guy and a girl, which apparently is a popular subject made by people. <laughs> um, that didn't do too, that didn't get into any festivals. But then my last one, Like New, um, which is about a uh, 30-something year old woman uh, getting over and uh, moving on from a, uh, a stillbirth. Um, and this next one is uh, about a middle-aged woman um, getting into online dating and kind of confronting uh, the grief of uh, being a widow and kind of moving on and the idea that there's more than one life to be lived um so that's uh that's my filmography outside wow. of penn state thus far um, so real lighthearted stuff yes very lighthearted <laughs> a lot of a lot of comedies yes um, <laughs> well actually that last one sounds really interesting I'm, I'm wondering where you found the inspiration for that story uh, it comes, it came a lot from my, uh, my own mom, um, and my relationship with her, it actually, uh, it details a, uh, a mother and daughter. Um, and, uh, I, I was, I was partly the inspiration for the daughter, um, but mm. for creative reasons, uh, 
changed it to to a female character. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think a lot of a lot of what I make and write uh, somewhat comes from somewhere personal or something I've seen or something I relate to or am feeling at that time. Oh yeah, that and those are all really powerful subjects and. In Like New, I know I just remembered the visuals in that were stunning and the actual storyline itself was so compelling. And I really enjoyed that. And I'm, I'm really proud to hear that it got accepted to several festivals. Yeah. And a lot, I mean, a lot of that, as I'm learning more and more, a lot of it kind of comes with the people that you work with and associate yourself with um, and like the team of our production designer and our DP and stuff like that. Um, not, I mean, you realize how important the pieces are to the whole um, as you kind of go further and further. Yeah, oh, that's such a nice way to put it. And can you remind me again, when did you graduate from Penn State? I graduated in 2014. Oh my gosh, which, oh gosh, now it feels like ages ago. It really <laughs> wasn't that long. Oh, I know. I can't, wow. I can't believe it's only been four years, but also four years feels like forever. It really does. <laughs> Such a dichotomy. Well, yeah. I have to say you should be patting yourself on the back because it truly is incredible that you've been able to complete that much in such a short amount of time. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. You're, you're well, too, now You're too kind. Oh, well, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about now the actual jobs you've been working since graduation. Maybe they're fun. Maybe some of them aren't. But what were the first few that you've gotten and how did you get them? Um, the, f I started out as a production assistant. Um, I worked a lot in food television, um, specifically, um, Bobby Flay food TV, um, which was nice. kind of its own little ecosystem, um, where I was actually set up a, uh, fellow Penn state grad had, uh, interned on a, um, he had interned on iron chef, um, and somebody had contacted him about working on this Bobby Flay show. He wasn't he wasn't going in to work in production, so he's like, "Hey, I could pass your name along." And I got an interview. I think it was I like graduation was on a Saturday, and I think I was going straight away to New York to interview on Tuesday. Oh no, um, kidding! Yeah, and so I <laughs> I interviewed for that, and that was the first job I got, and I. It's kind of crazy how like where I'm at now, you, I can kind of trace exactly how that one PA job has kind of brought me to where I am today and just like the people I've met and stuff like that. So, but I, I mean, I, I was a production assistant on that and then kind of just finding PA jobs here and there. And I continually worked on Bobby Flay shows um, where I key PA'd and then I was a production coordinator and um and that was kind of the beginning. And then I found found my way into associate producing. Um, and now I'm uh, a field producer uh, on, a, uh, on a documentary series currently. I'm a little bit blown away. So it's only been four years and you, <laughs> you're field producing. That's amazing. It's a, it, it's a it's a bit of semantics. I might be over <laughs> field field producer is kind of a it was a given title. Um, I'm more so I'm more so still an AP as as it may be, but uh, 
but field producer sounds nicer and it's an it's a credit I have. Listen, you don't have to make any excuses <laughs> to me. I am an actor on IMDb because I had to be an extra in a show that I was working on. Oh, so yeah. So that's how that works. Also add actor to my resume for the number of uh, recreation shows <laughs> I worked on that I was thrown in various yeah. roles. If you're in the crew, you're in the cast. I get it. Exactly, exactly. Oh, well, one thing that I definitely want to comment on that you mentioned you got your first job using your penn state network actually do i know who that person was uh yeah tony pernice oh totally I've, oh my gosh okay yeah. yeah that's awesome that you were able to use that penn state network that's something that we really try to push especially for you know juniors and seniors in college you never know where your first job is going to come from but honestly having such a huge network in your actual school is a great place to start yeah, and I think, I mean, Penn State's growing everywhere. I mean, their film program, more and more people are coming out of it and more and more people are in the workforce mm -hmm. um, where, I mean, just friends of mine have recommended me for jobs or brought me on to jobs that I've had that, I mean, they might they might not have gone somewhere great, but I mean, some of them were just jobs that I ended up working for a month that paid the bills and mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had that without a Penn State connection. So it's something that, especially in film and TV, um, everything is kind of word of mouth or some people will just take a recommendation from somebody and be like, okay, great, like let's hire them. Yeah, um, well, which is why it can also be so tough, but you didn't waste any time, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I, and I, I'm, I was lucky. I mean, I, it might take longer for people. I don't think there's, I don't think there should be like a set kind of expectation. I think it, it's going to work out right away for some people. For other people, it might take a little time, but it's one of those things. I mean, and you, you meet people that don't get into the industry until later, later in life, or you meet people that came straight from high school and are, have been working in the industry. So it's, it's never, I'd, I'd say to people, don't get too down if you don't get that opportunity right away, because at some point or another, you're going to have that kind of opportunity and you might not know it at the time. But when you look back on it, you'll be able to say, oh, that was the thing that really led to me getting to where I wanted to be. Oh, beautifully said. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Let's, let's just stop it right there. No, but that's that's the beauty of the industry is yeah. and, and with every job, even though it, it doesn't seem like it's so great, you're meeting new people every day. And as long as you do your work well, there's people who are going to remember you and who will want to work with you in the future. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if there's one thing I can say is, I mean, when you're working in TV and film, especially at the beginning, when you're a production assistant, you're on set probably for at least 12 hours a day. Mm. And I mean, the one thing I kind of hung my hat on at the beginning was that uh, people could stand being around me and people could people actually enjoyed being around me for 12 hours a day um, <laughs> and that I wasn't high maintenance. I wasn't um, I wasn't whatever, but it just kind of you kind of make an effort and go out of your way to be a pleasant person on set. And when you're a production assistant, you're not it's not the most gratifying work. It's very ungratifying, but. Um, you're kind of just proving to people that you can work this job and you can work your butt off and do it with a smile. And because, I mean, the higher you get, the more responsibility you have, the more pressure you have. And I kind of, as I've risen, I've realized like a good PA is really worth a lot. And you're the reason there's 
you usually don't have a good PA for long is because they rise pretty, the good ones rise pretty quickly um, and they don't stay PAs long. Um, So it's one of those things you kind of hunker down and do the work and, uh, and take it and kind of, you can rise quickly. But so I think, I think just being, being pleasant and being able to, being able to keep your keep your cool um, when it's not that easy, and you're kind of you could. There are times where you get just get chewed out for something that wasn't your fault, but you mm-hmm. just kind of take it and move on. And either, either, I mean, there have been times that's happened, and I've been like, I'm not working with that person. I'm not going to work on something that person wants to bring me on anymore yeah. because because I just know they're not like they're just going to yell at me. And there's other people that you know they might yell at you, but immediately after they're like hey sorry or or it's just it's an anomaly so yeah I'm so glad you brought this up because that's something that I always found the most important too because you want to try and be someone that other people want to work with but this can also apply to students who are currently especially in the film program but I'm sure other areas of the college have a lot of teamwork involved I remember how hard it was for whatever reason to get your classmates to help with your projects so I always like to add this little this little button in here. Help each other out. <laughs> be each other's PAs. Be each other's extras. I know that you may not want to film this party scene in an apartment in Beaver Canyon <laughs> on a Tuesday night, but just do it because your classmate is never going to forget that you helped them out when they really needed your help. And who knows, they might be hiring you someday or you might be working together on something because you got along so well. Oh yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll say I'll say that I was I was not the most serious student, um, and I mean I also like I I took making the films um, in the film classes seriously, but I was not the most serious student. And I mean, what I've realized, what I've realized out immediately out out of college and beyond is just how good I had it, and how good the students have it, in that they have access to the gear for free. They have all these resources at their hands, and I just I did not take advantage of it at all. Um, no, me either. And it's one of those things. Like now, I I love like helping on side, people's side. Like everybody has a side project. There's all sorts of things happening, and you know, like now I'm like I I'll jump on anything just to help people, and I'm I'm banking on people to help me too by mm-hmm. just donating their time or energy. Um, like asking asking my friend who does graphic design to like make a poster or to um do graphics for for the next film we have a shot of like something on a computer screen and he did a graphic for that so it's just kind of it i feel like you don't you don't have that perspective while you're in college because you're like oh i have to i have to just like do whatever i have to focus on something else but it's one of those things that i kind of wish Going, going back. If I if I could go back, I would have just rented out equipment any weekend I could have oh, and yeah. like filmed just everything. Like mm-hmm. I think I think somebody in my class had like filmed like had had filmed it, uh, like feature film or something like that. And I go like look back and I wish I had done something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Listen up if you're still in school, especially yeah. after this huge, this huge gift that you've gotten from Belisario. Yeah. I mean, definitely take advantage of everything. Learn how to use all the programs because trust me, it's only going to help you when you're trying to find a job. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing is also, yeah, just knowing, knowing how to do a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you, and if there's something that you're like, I know I don't want to do that. Like, okay, you don't have to do that, but like just knowing how everything works will be invaluable to you on set. Cause sometimes you're on a set where it's three P there's a PA, there's a cameraman and there's a producer or something like that. And in a pinch, they might, I mean, I was coordinating on something and they had me doing B cam on an interview shoot. And it's oh just, boy. and it's just one of those, like, and it's one of those things because they knew I'd like to do that and they knew mm -hmm. I could do that. And so it's, it's just one of those things, like the more, you know, and the more versatile you can be, the more valuable you'll be. And I mean, they'll, and the good, I mean, the good jobs, they'll kind of, um, the good jobs, they'll let you kind of do those things that you actually like to do, at least like starting out. Oh, yeah. The jobs with the good people that are fun to work <laughs> with, they definitely let you do that. Yes. And then you take all those skills and you use all those skills that you've learned in college, that you've learned since college, and you actually are putting them into your own work. So what are some of the ways that you have found to kind of balance those two realms of getting your own work created while also trying to work for a paycheck? Do you have any like helpful hints or any rituals that you sort of go through every year when you're getting ready to produce yeah uh i mean it starts more and more now that i've i'm in more of a creative role i can take stuff that i do at work and apply it to the stuff i make on the side um but i mean starting out i would just i would just always have like a notepad with me um and i would just write ideas down whenever i had it on the train or i mean sometimes you're uh, paing and you're just sitting in a van for 10 hours a day for whatever reason, but you don't, you're just kind of sitting there and yeah, you can just be on your phone or, I mean, I would just write down ideas or jot down ideas and I mean, write, that's the big thing um, that I think I learned early on is I might not have the time or money to make something every day, but I have the I have my brain I I can write down ideas and I mean half the battle of making something is coming up with a good idea and actually writing the idea so I would just write down bits of dialogue I would think of I'd write down scene ideas I mean my I think I think all three of all three of my shorts thus far have kind of stemmed from just it started with one scene idea that I just loved that idea so much that I wanted to build that out into a short or I, I liked it so much. I was like, Oh, this could turn into something. And it's taken me to places I, um, I didn't even originally think of and it's gone through many variations, but back to, back to work and getting, um, stuff made on the side. Um, like, yeah, as a PA, just writing when you can. And there was originally, uh, I was actually going to shoot a, another short the year before I shot Here Lies Us, um, and I had started to prep it. It was based around a lemonade stand, and I had somebody actually build an entire lemon, a, a whole lemonade stand for me, and I just didn't feel ready for it. Um, I didn't feel like I had the tools to go out and make this thing, and I put a hold on it, and after a little while, I kind of lost interest in the idea and moved on. Um, but it was also something I just, in your professional life, as you like grow, you get more and more skills to, uh, 
better complete these films i mean as a as a coordinator you're just planning shoots and you're putting out fires and you kind of take that and you go and you make your own film and you're like oh wait i've just, i've done this over and over again it's just now my own project and i just have to do it i don't have a support i don't have the support of a company uh, it's just me and whatever financing i have so I think really what I started to learn was I mean, once you start rising from a, as, from a PA to whatever, you're getting the skills that it takes to make these films um, and to make your own projects. And you kind of, you start implementing it and you start paying attention. And even, even if you're not paying attention, you just, <laughs> you get into it and you're like, oh, I've done this a million times in my day job yeah. um, and it just, it gets easier and easier to make, make your own stuff. Cause you're making more money. Um, if you're freelance, you can take time in between. Usually I, with this next film, I'm not going to be able to take time off, but last film I was able to take three weeks off and did, did all the prep and shot it and could edit it and stuff like that. Um, oh, and so great. you kind of get those that as you go on, it gets a little bit easier and easier. Um, and then it's also just feeling out like, oh, work's a little crazy right now. Uh, it's not the best time for me to shoot something. Um, or when you have an idea and you like have the time or the brain power, you kind of just say, who knows? The next job I get might be crazy and it might go on for however long. So let's shoot this thing and and get in the bag. Um, mm -hmm. So does that does that somewhat answer the question? Is there uh, did I get a little off? Oh no, not at all. This this answers the question, but I do have a follow up question for you, because you actually touched upon something that I did not have in my original notes that I know is super important and that I'm sure a lot of people are wondering and worrying about. But how is it that you actually fund your projects? Like I know that they are they are shorts. So we're not talking about a huge budget here, but you do have, I'm assuming, like equipment rentals and you are paying your crew. But how is it that you're actually funding your films? Yeah, um, I've done a little bit of crowdfunding. Um, I've, I've been lucky enough where I've saved up money um, from work um, that I've, at least my first two films, I was able to fund primarily from that. Um, wow. and I mean, you, you rely a lot on the, the kindness of others, um, with, I mean, my last short, I had, um, a lot of the technical crew worked for free, um, because the DP wanted to work on more narrative stuff and mm. he got all these people that he gets work regularly for to work on it for free, um, well, and because you're pleasant to work with, right? We're bringing it <laughs> exactly, all back around. Exactly. No, exactly. And I and I had actually met him through a job. Um, I met him through an AP job that I I was able. They, it was a documentary series um, that I was actually brought on as an AP, but they had me direct the uh, recreations of it. Um, and I met him on there, and so it's one of those things you kind of you meet people, and also the production designer came from that. Um, yeah. so you just, you meet people on these jobs and you never know what their ambitions are, what their situation is. Cause the, I mean, people, 
the thing about working in New York, or I'm sure it's similar if you go out to LA, I mean, the indie film crowd is just a lot of people that just love making things. Mm-hmm. And, um, and some people, some people are just doing it for the love of the game. I mean, they're eventually, I'm sure they want to be getting paid generously for it, but there is a time when people are just doing it for the love of the game. Um, yeah. and so that, that's helped a tremendous amount. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of my own my own savings and um, and a little a little bit of crowdfunding. I'm sure I'm sure if I I'm a very I'm a very uh, just jump right in kind of guy, and yeah. so I've been I've kind of built that up to where where I've situated myself when I know when I have an idea that I'm like that's the thing I want to make next. I've been able to just jump right in as opposed to sit on it and wait to for funding to come in or grants mm-hmm. um or grants to come in cuz I'm I've, I've, I feel very much that um and I'll I'll I'm sure at some point I'll learn to have to wait and let that come in before starting on something but for now as I have the ability to I I enjoy kind of just jumping right in um jumping right in cuz I mean there's a reason that you there's a reason I thought of that idea at that specific time um, because I was feeling something for it and I don't want to lose that. Uh, I don't want to lose that fire while it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. The passion for the art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as for actual, you know, like uh, logistics, what would you say your average week looks like if you are working and also trying to write or if you're actually shooting but if you're doing both at the same time what does your week generally look like um i'll i'll always plan just because my i i work right now i work i'm freelance but my job is a monday through friday job um so i'll always shoot on weekends um mm-hmm. and also it's it's much easier to get crew to either work for free or work for cheaper on weekends because they usually don't have other work then. So, so usually I'll, I'll just work weekends. Um, and I mean, most shorts you can shoot out in one weekend. It's a simple thing. This, uh, again, this next one, which I'm, I keep referring to is, uh, going to be a six day shoot over three weekends. Um, so it's a, cause it's a lot of locations, um, a lot of locations and a lot going on in it. Um, But yeah, I think, I mean, when I'm writing, when I'm really writing and also, I mean, when I was deep in prep for this short that I'm on now, I mean, I'm kind of, I work 10, 10 to 6, 10 to 7 and I kind of come home and I work until, work until 11 or midnight because um, it's, I mean, it's just something that there's so much going on or, I mean, even just like finding, because I'll, I'll do a lot of the I have a producing partner who actually graduated from Penn, Penn State with me. Um, oh, shout out. Okay. Uh, Olivia Peralta, shout out. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, I'll do a lot of like finding the locations and stuff like that. And it takes a lot of time to just reach out to, I'm just casting such a wide net of reaching out to a lot of different locations. I mean, uh, and getting answers back and um, writing and rewriting and stuff like that. So a lot a lot of times I'm, I'm kind of going to work, I'm coming home and I'm working, working until I go to bed. Um, and so 
it's one of those things that I mean for me for me I and I <laughs> maybe maybe I'm, a, I'm an obsessive person but I kind of throw myself fully into it um which it, i mean it works out i mean we're fi- we're actually filming i mean as we record this i'm filming this coming saturday um starting and um we're at a really good place prep wise just because i think i think we really hit the ground running and put in a lot of time and um and the preparation really matters oh but that's exciting too that you're like re- you're ready to go and oh yeah it's it's fear and it's excitement <laughs> and it's a lot of a lot of different emotions in that we've we've everything's set up for where the only way we can fail is if i don't do my job yeah <laughs> well honestly it, it of course sounds exhausting but that's actually what i was hoping and expecting to hear because you know the whole point of this is about how to find the time i mean there's always the time there's always somewhere in your day where you can wedge out a little bit of time, um, unless you really can't give up your Bravo housewives, which sometimes <laughs> I do have a problem with. But, but you know, there's always time, whether it's during your lunch break or during uh, your commute. There's always time to be working on your creative, you know, what you want to be working on. Yeah, and I also, I mean, so much just like watching watching films like going and seeing stuff and I mean watching old films like I get so much inspiration for ideas like I mean the amount of while I was writing this the amount of films that I saw that inspired some shot or inspired some piece of it I mean there's I think I think what I've kind of learned or what I've just been drawn to more and more is just watching movies and you know, it's not just an enjoyment experience. You're kind of studying it um, mm-hmm. and analyzing it. And you, I mean, I think somebody, somebody once, somebody said, you know, every film you're kind of just stealing from every other film that's ever been made, um, yeah. and making yeah. and making it your own. And so, I mean, just watching movies and reading scripts of your favorite movies and then watching them and seeing how what's on the page comes off on the screen. I think stuff like that really goes a long way where you might not be inspired by anything right that second, but you're seeing and you're studying how other people are doing it. And you kind of, you're kind of building your own voice, um, your own voice in uh, in a way because you're I mean, you're kind of just taking from everything you've seen and heard and read. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think the big thing is just doing what you can. Um, and you know, I mean, if you come, if you come out of college and you make the best short film ever and you go on right away and you're directing a feature film, like that's, that's great. And that's one way to do it. You know, if you're PAing and you're kind of, figuring yourself out and you're working your way up um just take take the time that you can and use the energy that you can um because also i'll say i i very much have lacked in a um in my amount the amount of vacations i've taken just because i've i very much just have kept my head down and worked and um and worked on my personal projects and stuff like that. So I think I, I would I would advise to find somewhat of a balance early on because 
I think once you get to a certain point, you're, uh, once you get to a certain point when it starts to get more serious, you'll probably have less and less time to do things like that. Yeah, you got to hustle now while you're young. Yeah. Well, James, thank you so much for talking to me today and, you know, for all of your honesty. This has been really helpful, I think, not just to the listeners, but to me. Like, I, I'm someone who I kind of have more time than I would like right now, but sometimes I just lack inspiration. And talking to you has really just inspired me to harness my creativity more. It really has. Well, good. I'm I'm yeah. glad. I'm glad. And also, I mean, also, I'd, I'd like to just say that, I mean, I'm still figuring everything out, too. I mean, I think, I think that's the interesting thing about this kind of field is you're never, you're never done kind of figuring it out. And you're always kind of kept on your toes where um, there's like something could just fall in your lap one day and it could just be the break that you've been waiting for. Or, I mean, you might have to work work years for it and so it's it's kind of something you're always figuring it out and i mean you can ask people Mm -hmm. 10 years older than me and they're still figuring out to some degree so so i think just keep if you if you know you if you know there's something you want to do just keep going for it you hear that everyone keep going (laughs) that's real schmaltzy but It's exactly what we like here. (laughs) Well, thank you again, and congratulations on all of your success. I can't wait to see the new one that you're working on. Thank you. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm again very, very excited and afraid, and but that's a that's a good good combination. Just harness that fear. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So you know, if I still lived in the New York area, you know, I would be an extra for you. But I don't know. Maybe if I'm in town. Oh yeah. No, that's. (laughs) That's begging people to be an extra is is where I'm at right now. Oh, well, everyone, if you're listening, just keep an eye out for James. Uh, If he he is ever in need of any help, I'm sure now, James, you have a larger network than you know. (laughs) Good to know. Good to know. (laughs) Well, thank you all for listening. And if this is the first conversation that you've listened to, you can catch up on all of our previous episodes. We've been touching on all the things that you might be wondering about as a current student or as a recent grad. So you can subscribe. And we would love it if you would leave a review if you have any feedbacks or any topics that you want us to discuss. So until next time, thank you. Say bye, James. (laughs) Bye-bye. Penn State Conversations are presented by the Young Alumni Council of the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications Alumni Society Board. The Alumni Society Board aims to help elevate the stature of the college through dialogue with faculty, students, the dean, and associate deans. And the Young Alumni Council aims to foster a strong connection between young alumni and the college to inspire lifelong support and involvement. For more information or to learn how you can get involved, please visit belisario.psu.edu slash alumni.